How's it guys? My name is Mark Haystick and you're listening to the Birding Life Youth Podcast. Just the other day, I went up a mountain to go check out some snow and look for some rock jumpers. And when I got home that afternoon, I had a really interesting conversation with a young herper from the Karoo. Have a listen to this conversation. Okay, uh, now that I've gotten home and my toes have warmed up and my fingertips are no longer <laughs> suffering from frostbites, I finally got on the computer and I'm chatting to Berkeley Lump. So how's it going, man? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Now, I um, I was so happy to actually, you know, perhaps meet up with you today because, I mean, I was in the Karoo and I yeah. was, as you know, I was on my way to the Swartberg to, to go see the snow that pitched up this morning. It was a very big surprise. And I was actually so happy to, because we organized to get together and maybe I would pop by your house and I'd do the podcast by you. Um, but I figured out that the Klang Karoo is not that Klang. <laughs> the Klang Karoo basically means little Karoo for those who don't speak Afrikaans. Uh, so yeah, uh, tell us about, uh, around about where you stay in the Klang Karoo. Yeah, just um, on a little farm called Mikey's Flair and it's sort of near a little town called Collitzdorp. Funny story, I've been to your house and I, I saw your parents there once. That's where I saw my first uh, spotted flycatcher and I was actually with Hank Nell. Um, for those of you who don't know, he's the, the, the maker of the app called Bird Lasser. And um, yeah, and then I, I saw... We twitched the Eurasian Golden Oriole there, but I came there with my parents another time and I, I saw your parents there. And then I figured out, oh, so this is where Barkley Lump stays. And I was following you on Instagram. So I, I thought, oh, okay, that's so cool. I've got to meet this guy. So, um, yeah, I met you in the in the botanical gardens where I go to school a couple of months ago. And I thought, oh, you're yeah. familiar. And then that's where we saw each other for the first time. So I was actually looking really forward to seeing you today. Um, but as I said, it was quite a distance to drive. So, yeah, I went to go see the the snow on the Swartberg today and I wanted to come pop by you, but um, unfortunately I had to get home. So, Berkeley, just, or Barkley, Barkley, just to give it a bit of an introduction uh, to you, tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, so um, I've been herping for quite a while now, like about two years, but um, more recently I've kind of gotten into the photography of it's more and just studying them more and stuff like that and yeah I just um really enjoy finding them and looking for them and yeah okay cool I've seen you've got some really good quality up close photos of reptiles amphibians and herps in general on Instagram um and you you're, you've done a really great job I mean the the flipping Thanks. amazing herps that you found and photographed on the eye yeah, it just makes you want to go herping, you know, me as a birder. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a totally different landscape and habitat out there in the in the Klang Karoo. Uh, could you tell us a bit about what the Klang Karoo is? Yeah, so it's kind of like a sort of, there's no real like tall trees. There's lots of bushes and um, yeah, so I've stayed here my whole life and um, on the farm and stuff and yeah, I just kind of got into herping because we've been, you just kind of see snakes on the road and stuff like that and catch the little agamas and stuff that you see on the rocks and stuff. So yeah, then I just kind of, kind of got into photographing them just with my phone at first and then got a little um, camera a friend gave us and 
just started getting into like photographing them and learning more about them and stuff. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, I've, yeah. I've gotten into the crew as much as I can, um, taking advantage of like family trips to, I don't know, you know, that nice burger shop called Rosenhof, other side of the Ertznika Pass. We often go there as a family. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, so, it's such a different landscape to this side of the mountain. Because, um, you know, you get the, the coast of the Garden Route and you get the Ertznika Mountains and you get the Klein Karoo. And then just north of that is the Swartberger. And so that's where, that's where we are. Well, that's where we were today. <laughs> so I was actually yeah. sort of close to you. Um, but yeah, so that, that's basically how you got into, to herping as such. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And do your parents show any interest in that? Do you have any family members interested in herping? Well, uh, no, none of my family, um, was actually really interested in herping. In fact, they're all quite, um, scared of snakes and stuff like that. Yeah. We never really, (laughs) but yeah, just by seeing like all the snakes and just like, um, just seeing they really don't want to like attack you or anything like that. So, oh, yeah. and, and then one day we found this little brown house snake just outside the house in a little pile of rubble. And, and we just asked Johan Murray, um, like for an ID and stuff. And then I held it and <laughs> yeah, that was kind of like the first snake I held. Oh, nice. snake. What age were you there? Yeah. Uh, I was probably about nine or 10. Yeah, okay. about that sort of age. But and how old are you now? That's when I was. Yeah, I'm 14 now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I wasn't really too into it then. Then I was more into like other sort of things and stuff. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, we all yeah. were before we, um, before the nature <laughs> bug bites. I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Know. But yeah, yeah, I mean, no. you're not all reptiles and amphibians. You have got some really awesome bird sightings in your area. I mean, I was chatting to you on Instagram the other day and you showed me photos of this half collared kingfisher. Yeah, I know. So I was just kind of like canoeing along the river looking for chameleons and yeah, it's really cool. It's just kind of sitting there sleeping. Sheesh. No, that's crazy. No, half collared kingfishers are, are really special birds. I mean, I don't, I've, I've seen one or two. Um, I've seen two in my life actually that I can recall. Um, and you, you, you said that you actually got a, a couple of other birds that evening that you saw along the river. Um, how was it? Yeah, yeah I saw, um, yeah, it was actually a Cape Wagtail I saw as well, just sitting in the branches and then a, an African cormorant, I think it was. And what I thought was a giant kingfisher as well. Oh yes, you showed me your photos. It was an awesome giant kingfisher. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And then um as well, there's this big sort of gum tree coming out of one of the rock faces along the river, and there was a bunch of um sleeping uh white breasted cormorants as well. And that. Sure. That's quite cool. Yeah. I mean you saw them all at night. What were you you weren't swimming, were you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, just canoeing looking for the um, chameleons along the banks, which I couldn't actually um, locate any of oh, them. Oh, gee. What what kind of chameleons <laughs> were they? Yeah, the only ones we get in our range here is the little crude dwarf chameleon, Bradipodian guterale. Oh, really? So, yeah, you know, yeah. Don't you get the Nazna dwarfs there? Yeah, no, they're just out of our range extension. They're kind of 
it's not really the right habitat either. They're more of a forest dwelling chameleon where this is more shrubs and bush around. Okay. And I remember now speaking of the, the Swartberger, I, I actually saw you guys a couple of months ago and I didn't know it was you, but we were, myself and my friend were driving back from the Karoo National Park. Um, and I saw you, I saw a couple of people on the side of the road with spotlights looking for stuff in the bushes and we stopped the car and we said, yeah. hi, how's it going? What are you guys doing? And I said, no, we're looking for chameleons. And, was, and we, you know, they told us, I think um, Swartberg dwarf chameleon. Was it? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. That, and you guys yeah. were busy. Half of you were in the bushes and half of you were on the side of the road. And those guys, I think it must've been your family. We said hi to And then when I saw you guys at the botanical gardens a couple of weeks later, I was like, Oh, it's you guys. Okay. I didn't know it was you, but um, yeah. What, what exactly uh, is the, the Swartberg dwarf chameleon and what other species were you guys looking for there? Yeah. So that was, um, yeah, that was really cool. We were just going down from the Swartberg. We were just, I think it was the time that I just found the Swartberg leaf toad gecko, which is, um, it's actually a monotypic species, which it's meaning it's only one species in the genus. Oh, and yeah, they're endemic to the Western Cape and they're very highly localized in their distribution. You can only find them on the summits of the Swartberg Pass. So they're really, yeah. Sheesh. That is cool. quite insane. Yeah, they're really cool. And they go to a couple other mountain ranges, but like just to the very summits. And they used to be, they just got elevated to their own species. They used to be in the Afrogecko genus. So that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting then, species. Gee, I mean, I've heard of a couple of plants that are so restricted, but to think of a reptile that is as restricted as that is quite insane. Yeah. Um, an actual animal, but I guess it is a small little gecko or how big is it? It's about like half the size of your hand, probably that sort of oh, length. Okay. That's half quite the length of your hand. Sort of decent yeah. size. Hmm. No, not nice. as big as like the largest ones you'll get in South Africa, but yeah, pretty good size gecko. Okay. Now you, you stay in a pretty nice place in the Klein Karoo. Uh it's in sort of like a valley where there's rivers and stuff. Uh and for the, the times I've been there, I've always had lovely bird sightings. I mean, we twitched the Eurasian Golden Oriole, as I said. Um Hank now reckons that it's a good spot for Cape Eagle Owl um in the area. Oh, yeah. There's rock cliffs and there's cliff faces and there's water nearby. So lots of rodents in the area, I'd assume. But the beautiful Karoo birds we saw there, I mean, we even saw a fish eagle for some reason. Um, must have been because the river water was flowing. Um, but yeah, I mean, down the road, we had yellow-bellied Eremomola. We had a Cape Penduline tit. We had these lovely clay Karoo birds, Rufus-eared warbler close by. And then Karlsdorp is quite close to Oatswin, so similar birds. And by the way, Oatswin is the ostrich capital of the world for you guys who haven't heard about that. But but yeah, I mean, what are some of the, the nice herbs that you get around your house? What what would you say is your favorite? Yeah, well, it's hard to pick definitely like a favorite sort of herb, but um, definitely a very beautiful one is the Western Sandfield lizard. Which, yeah, I've just found those like even about 200 meters from the house before. There are these beautiful lizards, like longer than your hands. So, very long lizards and probably like over 10 centimeters at least. And they've got these beautiful bright red tails. 
twice the length of their body and these sort of black and white like zebra patternings along the front upper body so yeah those are really stunning that's lovely now uh, that time i saw you at the botanical gardens you said that uh, you and your family or you and your friends the guys who you were with you were going to look for a special frog in the garden roots botanical gardens now i go to school there every day on school day but i don't know about these awesome animals that are there because I, I simply just don't know the knowledge i haven't investigated for myself but tell us a bit about what what those species were that you're going to look for yeah no so i didn't actually get to find any <laughs> kind of um didn't find any of those but i found another really cool frog which i wasn't expecting to find but the one i was looking for was a breviceps fuscus the plain rain frog which are basically like little potatoes they look yes. like yes <laughs> they've got that really yeah, grumpy face hey yeah, yeah. So oh, they've yes. got these really, really okay. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you. I actually remember now the species. I've seen them once or twice. Um, the guy who yeah. introduced me to iNaturalist actually showed me the the frog before. They're like little black pudgy potato <laughs> that hides in yeah. the leaves. But yeah, continue. Sorry, I just got excited there. No, yeah, yeah. Um, they're really cool frogs, and they're like semi-fossorial. They as the name suggests, they come out after rains. They're more active and they live in these little burrows, which if you just see under any of the logs or anything, you'll see these, a whole network of like burrows and stuff. And yeah, they're really cool frogs. And the um, genus, the Latin genus is actually translates into English as short-headed, <laughs> which is very descriptive <laughs> of the frog. Very it's accurate. Like yeah. Yeah, heads. Well, yeah. you're never mind short head. It's got no neck. It's like yeah. <laughs> it's like it hits a yeah. big wall. <laughs> yeah. And whenever you like touch them or anything like that, they just blow themselves up, up to make them like look even bigger oh, and like, wow. try to make the predator not eat them or not be able to swallow them or mm. <laughs> yeah. So wow, that's quite crazy. Yeah, I've seen grey. I mean, black-headed herons in the, in the botanical gardens always eating like frogs or insects or yeah. even sometimes a big fat flay rat, you know, those things that are the size of guinea pigs. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets like a big lump in his throat like an ostrich swallowing a stone. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'd reckon he'd probably try eat one of those breviceps yeah. um, species of, of frogs. So <laughs> you know, I, I'd, I'd like to see that one day. Yeah. Now, it sounds harsh, but it is it is just nature, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's quite cool. What was any other frog species you found around there? Yeah, so I found an unexpected one. I wasn't actually really, well, um, I kind of stopped looking for them because it was getting dark and we were kind of heading back. And then I found a southern or royal ghost frog, which are really cool. Yeah. Mm. Um, so those are very, pretty rare frogs. And it was just a juvenile, so didn't have any of the brighter colorations yet, but they're kind of like a bright green and black spotted sort of frog, and they're a really cool genus. So, yeah, that was a cool find there. What's the Latin name for that one? That's um, Heliophrynae regis. Regis. Hmm. Yeah, so the um, regis just mean, means royal in Latin. So, yeah, those are really cool. And, yeah, the really cool genus that I've never found before. So I was super stoked to see one of those. 
Nice. Yeah, man. I, I've, I've had a small introduction to frogs in the botanical gardens. I mean, our naturalist sort of opened up a, a bit more interest for me besides birds. Um, but one of my mentors, Colin Ralston, he's, uh, he's very much involved with the botanical gardens and he always posts stuff about any organism he finds. And he kind of opened up my mind to a bit more of nature and different species and types of animals and stuff. And, um, yeah, he, he would tell me about the frogs and stuff. And he told me about the nicer leaf folding frog. That's quite a special one, I believe. Yeah, no, those are really cool. I've never been able to find one of those there before. They're pretty rare frogs and apparently they're very seasonal. So you can only find them in a specific sort of time of the year. So, yeah. Okay. And, uh, the, the one frog I know very well, besides the raucous toad, is the um, spotted reed. What's it called again? Spotted reed? reed yeah, frog. the spotted painted reed frog. Oh, yes. I think the new name has changed yeah. to spotted painted reed frog because it's a different subspecies, hey? Yeah, no, the normal, um, the original one is Hyperoleus marmoratus, and the spotted painted reed frog is Hyperoleus marmoratus varicosis. Okay. Sure, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, because I mean, on iNaturalist, I saw the some of the photos had with had the, of them had like stripes and stuff. But I saw most people who observed them with stripes were in different parts of South Africa. Because the ones you get down here only have spots, and it's so cool to see them because it's like these tiny little frogs, uh, the size of let's see the the top end of your thumb, and they they like stick on the the windows of my school, and the kids always bring it to me and say, "Mark, is an animal." It's like. Okay. <laughs> you know, I see yeah. them all the time, but they're, they're so cool because when they're young, they don't have any of the golden spots and they're like a white little frog. And then after a while of them being in the sun, I don't know, they age and then they get like these golden rings around the spots. It's so beautiful. Um, so that's one frog species I know well, but you know, as I said, I don't have a lot of experience. Um, and uh, really, um, really I have cool. uh, oh, sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. Um, I haven't found many of those just about three of them in the gardens one time but they were all just those little sort of grayish juveniles so okay. never being able to find one of those nice <laughs> i see oh no maybe we should should take you out during uh break time someday or something or i'll meet you on there on the weekend we can go look for some frogs because i'd be really eager to, yeah. to get some more species on my list <laughs> but yeah. in that same um reed bed where those frogs are there's there used to be a, a population of three or four african rails and it's a small reed bed i mean it's a little marsh about let's see 50 by 40 meters and it's next to a dam and it's in the botanical garden so it's protected but there have been records of domestic cats coming into the gardens before and so before lockdown the african rails were there and then after level five lockdown last year i came back to school and the african rails had disappeared um but yeah, it's, it's quite a special species uh, that that is very hard to see anywhere in South Africa, really. Um, and they, yeah, many people reckon that was one of the best places in South Africa, in the Western Cape, to actually see them because they would come out onto the lily pads, and they've got this big red bull and this barred chest, and you could get awesome shots of them. Um, but yeah, no, the botanical gardens has lovely species of all sorts of animals and genre you could find there, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool, which I don't know much about birds, but they sound very awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I think we must definitely go on a walk sometime, man. 
Um, but yeah, definitely, yeah. one of my favorite little Akadisis <laughs> lizards of the area is the Southern Rockagama. I mean, uh, one of my earliest memories of them was at Lenke's clip in Sedgefield here in the garden roots. They've got, the males have those blue heads, um, not as blue as the, I think you call it the blue headed agama. You get it in like Limpopo area. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, man, uh, the females don't have that blue head, but they like scamper on the rocks and they slide down the, the sand and like the, yo, it's very cool. Like they're sandboarding down the dunes or something. Um, but yeah, very, very cool little animals. Have you ever been bitten by a lizard? Yeah, no, those, those were one of the first ones I've caught. And yeah, one m- <laughs> munched on my finger <laughs> when I was younger. I'm trying to get a little stick out of its mouth. And it just gave me a big bite. Eesh. And recently, another one chewed on my finger as well. So I haven't been too lucky with them. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. No, well, I've got They're some stuff to, to learn from you in terms of reptiles and amphibians. Um, yeah. So, yeah, man, hopefully we can get together soon and uh, teach each other a few things here and there. But, um, yeah. yeah, it's been great to get to know you a bit more. Um, I think yeah. we must keep in contact. And uh, yeah, I must visit you in the Clan Karoo one day. I must meet up at the Botanical Gardens in George sometime. Um, and we'll chat then, bro. Yeah. But it's been awesome chatting to you. Yeah, it's been really fun. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can check out The Birding Life on all your social media platforms and your preferred podcast players. Until next time, happy birding. <laughs>